inspired by the Canadian Federation of the Blind. Outlook, a show about accessibility, advocacy, and equality. I'm Brian. And I'm Carrie. And we're two siblings who happen to be blind. Outlook. Radio Western. Jack Cartman! Kids Music Channel! Let's learn the letters of the alphabet. They'll help you learn to read. You can read with your fingers very well. Start with ABC. Concentrate and do your best. Come on and sing along Follow me, have fun and feel the beat Sing the Braille Alphabet Song A A Apple One B B Ball One Good morning, everybody. Hello, Carrie. How are you this morning? (laughs) Good. We're starting out today on Outlook with a fun little kids song for you. Yeah, this is quite the uh, discovery. I think somebody posted it on your Facebook or something. Was D Donut? I didn't hear. I didn't hear this whole song yet. I think it's. I think it's all the. um, I think they're all the, the. Oh, never, never mind. I thought at first they were the words because in Braille... Well, they are, too. Some of them are, but some of them are just... Because in Braille, like, E stands for every mm-hmm. on its own. It's called a contract... Yeah, contracted... And contracted Braille, uh, each letter of the alphabet, not every letter, but almost every letter of the alphabet also stands for a specific word. Yeah, so it's grade two Braille, which includes short form. So, yeah, we found this alphabet song uh, on YouTube, the Braille alphabet song by somebody by the name of Jack Hartman, which you can find on the Jack Hartman Kids Music Channel on YouTube. And I guess he's done some other videos. There was a See It, Say It, Sign It video with the American Sign Language sign for each letter of the alphabet. So he's doing this Braille alphabet, and it's just really cool to see the song. Because, Carrie, you mentioned when we heard this, like, if we when we were growing up as kids, you wouldn't have even ever imagined something like this, probably. No, I mean, I grew up loving alphabet books. I used to make my own when I would I could see colors, and I used to draw. I would draw my own alphabet books, where I'd put the letter and then a word and a picture of something that it started with, right? And so it's a big thing for kids to learn the alphabet and... But yeah, as far as kids songs in general, just we used to love to listen to different kids songs. We'd get tapes from the library and things and you just wouldn't have heard in the 80s and 90s this kind of inclusion yet. So it's so great I came across this and I thought, nice. Yeah, so what they're doing is they're going through each letter and then they're giving a word for that letter and then they're also sounding it out and they're also giving the dot combination for Braille. So just a quick intro for listeners if they haven't uh, heard in the past us talk about Braille. It's a six dot cell. And it's dots one, two, three go vertical on the left. So dot one is top left. And then dot two is right below that. Dot three is right below that. And then dot four is... Up beside dot one. Yeah, so horizontal from, from dot one right beside it. So it's a 
and then that goes down dots four five six. Um, you can also look up Braille online and see photos of that and everything. But yeah. Yeah, let's give a little more preview, one more preview of the song before we fade it off and move on to <laughs> some other topics. So that'll be a fun way to start out on a Monday morning here. So. Which is kind of fitting for spring. Yeah, there you go. And N, N is a dot one, three, four, five in Braille. So that's on your left side, dot one, two dots below that, dot three. And then beside dot one, you got dot four and under that dot five. So those four dots together make the Braille letter N. Which I'm feeling right now in, in the name Jack Hartman. Two of them. Oh, yeah, there's two N's at the end of Hartman. Jack Hartman. And you can find him also on his website, jackhartman.com. If you have children in your life, uh, you know, check them out. Yeah, absolutely. Really cool to, to hear uh, hear that. And uh, yeah, so Jack Hartman's super fun learning songs are all about making learning even more fun with the very best in children's educational music. Yeah. Yeah. He, so yeah, he's got some um, background in, in some stuff for child development. So he's received his BA in child psychology from the University of Florida in Gainesville uh, and his MA in uh, clinical psychology. So, you know, it's important that we're seeing that now with children's entertainment and everywhere else. Yeah, so definitely go look him up. Jack Hartman, H-A-R-T-M-A-N-N.com if you have kids out there or know anyone that might want to learn the uh, the alphabet in Braille. <laughs> you could actually, resource. I was going to say, it would be actually, it's a really good song for even an adult who's trying to learn Braille, in my opinion. If, True. It's if kind if of they fun have a sense of humor. <laughs> yeah. Listen to a kid's song, why not? If they're okay to... To chill out and just uh, relax a bit and, yeah, like you say, have a sense of humor. But mm. welcome, everyone. We just thought that would be an interesting way to kind of start the show instead of what's always like, hey, good morning, everyone, and trying to switch it up a bit. But, Kara, it's been a long time since it's just been uh, you and I here in the studio. Yeah. We haven't been in the studio now for almost a month. And then our last, as we call them, Monday mixed bag episodes where it's just a bunch of topics, no guests, just the two of us. We haven't done one of these since February. We like to try to do one every month. But uh, March got pretty pr- busy with guests, and then we needed a little week off there. So, anyway, here we are back in uh, in April, doing our mix bag on April eleventh, twenty twenty two. Yeah, and last week we had Alexa from uh, I Design, who designs inclusive clothing with Braille, which is not sort of novelty Braille. It's actually it's readable Braille. Speaking of Braille. On, on the clothing, and apparently there's a blue dress that's set to come out next. But I, I have the shirt, the braille on it, it says uh, disability. Uh, div- diversity includes disability, is what mine says. But so we had her on last week. It was a fun conversation about inclusivity and and you know disability in the fashion industry. Yeah, so that was a really interesting episode, I thought, and great, great guest. So definitely go look up I Design A I L L E Design and order up some uh, shirts with braille on them. They're beautiful. Very fashionable as well. And for anyone, even if you're not blind, right? You can still sport one of these shirts and wear it out in public. And just promoting Braille is, is the best. So, But yeah, uh, I, I wanted to start out a fun way today because I do have some sad news that we wanted to just announce. Specifically for the fact that um, we had a guest on at the beginning of March in studio. Yeah, back well, on March. we were in studio. Back on March the 7th, yeah. He wasn't here in studio. He's from. He was from Toronto, but... I say was because he unfortunately passed away. Uh, his name was his name was John Ray, and if you heard that episode, he's been an advocate for you know forty years, decades, or yeah, more yeah, since the seventies anyway. 
in Toronto, and uh, he was just a really interesting guy. Well, he reached out to us. So I heard I heard John originally. I think the first time I actually really heard him was at our see con- the Canadian Federation of the Blind convention last year, when we had a someone present this CNIB monopoly report, and he commented on that. And, uh, and then near the end of last year, he reached out to us and was interested in, in coming on Outlook. And we were pretty busy with guests, I think. So we kind of said, we'll get back to you in the new year. And then I think right, right away in the new year, he reached out again. Um, so I'm just really, really am happy that we did get a chance to have him on the show. And it's just, it's, it was really unexpected care on Saturday. Actually, I played a show downtown, which we'll get into after this uh, part. But after I finished this show that you came to, to watch uh, care that I played in London here. You showed me a tweet from Triple Vision, which is a podcast that we talked about on this show a bit. We had Peter Field on as well, who also knew John and was involved in the Alliance for the Equality of Blind Canadians, an organization that, that John is connected with as well and worked worked for. And um, this Triple Vision podcast is a really neat project that John was also involved with. Yeah, it's the it's triple vision it's supposed to represent the past, present, and future of blindness in Canada. So they were just looking into the history of blindness in Canada and where we are now and where we're headed. And so it's a great, great concept for a show. And so he was behind that, uh, as, much, as well as a bunch of other things. Uh, but yeah, I was just in the car on the way to the market to hear you perform Saturday morning. And uh, I got a tweet notification that we'd been tagged on Twitter from the triple vision account. To announce the uh, unfortunate sudden passing away of John Ray, I believe Friday. I can't, I don't have to confirm, but uh, yeah, he, and and, and while we were discussing him coming on Outlook, he he and I had a nice conversation on the phone. It was like an hour at least where we, we, you know, chatted about a bunch of different things we might want to talk about on the show. And uh, yeah, he was a very, you know, jovial guy. And And he'd also been sending us a lot of stuff. A lot of emails just with different information on all sorts of accessibility issues and things that are going on and was just really, really great that he was helping out and just seemed like such a, such a great, great person really advocating out there in in the public and community and working hard for disability rights and all these things. And he sent us tons of emails. There was, I think the most recent one, Kara, was just, just over a week ago. Yeah. He sent us one, so. Yeah, he wasn't shy about talking, speaking up. No, so. But he also loved baseball, which we're going to get to later in the show. Yeah, also. I wish I had talked to him about that because and me travel because he he traveled a lot of places and yeah, I, I I saw read somewhere that he'd been to thirty different countries. I think so, definitely a lot of traveling, which is it's good that he got that in. And we're going to play a clip from him on our show here in a minute as well um, to demonstrate that. But care, do you want to read the Triple Vision tweet that you mentioned? Mm, yeah. So the Triple Vision team is mourn mourning tonight the loss of one of our f- founders, John Ray. John was a tireless advocate, literally up to the last moments of his life. His contribution to our team, our project, and our community will be greatly missed. And, uh, yeah, I guess John was uh, also known as the Penguin, which we didn't get a chance to ask him about. Yeah, that was in his, that's in his email address as well. So, <laughs> uh, And it says, uh, I'm not sure who sent the tweet. It might have been uh, Peter. but it's Through Triple Vision. Yeah. And I grieve the loss of our friend, a noble warrior his rants and passionate fight for equality yeah so he was the he was the co-chair of the alliance for equality of blind canadians government relations committee and if you look up john ray online you can find a lot of posts through the blind canadians which is the uh 
well, yeah, website. He, he for not it. only sent us articles about accessibility and things we cover on Outlook, but he also sent us at least one paper he'd written for our conference about employment issues in in Canada for people who are blind. And so, yeah, really great. Yeah. So, rest in power. Rest in peace. Um, so we thought we would play one clip from that show. It was quite recent, as we said, just over a month ago on February 7th, where he joined us March. over Zoom. Or March, sorry. <laughs> Trying to keep track of time these days. Can't believe it's already April here. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, we thought we'd just play a little clip here. And we we will run, rerun that episode probably in a couple months when we do do another repeat, just to just to remember John Ray. Mm. But uh, yeah, here, here we are from uh, February, <laughs> geez, March the 7th. 2022. Museums are one of my many passions. Um, I'm a history lover. I've traveled the world, and uh, part of it is my desire to visit some of the places I've read about. And, you know, a lot of times people wonder why in the world would a blind person want to travel? What do we get out of it anyway? And I would I actually take the opposite view that for us it's even more important to travel because and I'm not suggesting this is anywhere as good it's not but sighted person can look at a picture can appreciate a place we can't do that and so actually being in a place I think is even more important for us. Hmm. Good point, John. Yeah, that almost gives me chills or goosebumps or something to hear because it's it's so true I think it's where oftentimes we as blind people you can be more sheltered and you know if you can see you can it's not the same obviously but you can go and look at pictures of all sorts of places around the world where when you're blind you can't do that and of course you can hear clips and stuff like that but I mean for anyone but especially when you can't see I think actually being in a place you get a feeling and you get a mood and there's so much to travel besides just sightseeing right there's (laughs) but there's experiences there's there's food, there's there's places you can go visit and markets talk about that it. are that are bustling with, with commotion and smells and, and people and yeah, there's so many things you can experience. Yeah, so it's just great to see that he did get to do so much traveling and care. I know that's well it's something I love too, but you in particular talked about tr- a lot of travel writing and stuff like that and mm-hmm. um, I just think that's a very important But of course the term is sight sightseeing. A common term. Right. It's such a common term, yeah. Whereas I, so I think, you know, some people might kind of assume like you can't see like what would be the point of why would you care as much about traveling but there's also such a so much goes into that right it's being in a different place just it feels different you learn so much from from traveling around the world and i just think it's so important for everyone especially blind people and people with disabilities if you can to to get out there when you when you can around the world because it also just changes your perspective on things and yeah gets you out of your own comfort zones and, and yeah gets you out of your own head a bit and and puts things into perspective. So, yeah. rest in peace, John Ray. Speaking of seeing and not being able to see other places in the world, uh, we're going to get on to another sad thing. We got to mix it up today on a mixed bag. You know, everybody, since we were last in studio for a mixed bag episode, of course, you know, Russia invaded Ukraine. And uh, I've been trying not to get too immersed in it because it's really awful, but, you know, I uh, I just think of the children over there and I, I think about our nieces and nephews and it's, you know, it could easily be anywhere, any one of us. And so I've been following all of it and um, it's the same thing you've pointed out before that it's hard because it's nobody likes to look at the, of some of the pictures coming out of there. Um, you know, 
you know, dead people in, in the streets and things. But if you can't see, you are sheltered from that also. You're not seeing the pictures on the news. Uh, so, you know, because you always get a warning on these news reports. You know, beware what we're about to show you is, is graphic or it's not, you know, it's awful. And we can't see those images. And I guess in a way, you might think that makes us lucky. But it, it does sort of, you know, put a barrier between us yeah, I mean, and it's, knowing what's going on. I think it's hard for a lot of people to really un- imagine what it's like not being there. But at the yeah. same point, if you can see it, it gives it a little bit more. And they did play a couple clips on CBC, which on the radio, which I listened to quite a bit. And, y- you know, you c- could hear some stuff, which was quite frightening to hear and stuff, but yeah. it's still... You can, you can hear the, you know, the, the, the agony in someone's voice right. when they can't find their loved one or they're traumatized from, uh, you know, a missile attack or whatever it might be. But it's, uh, you know, we're not getting part of that as far as images. We said that too with, uh, you know, like the convoy, we couldn't see see that either. So you just get a, you get a little less of a, an understanding. But so, yeah, so that's been on my mind. And since we were in studio last and did our last mix bag. Um, so I thought I needed to mention it, but it does lead into what's uh, an event going on this weekend that we wanted to mention anyway. Right, well, are you going to talk about this Laurel Wheeler Foundation as well? Yeah, first of all, I, I came across this website because part of what I've been wondering about since this has all started, I think it was February 24th is when Russia first rolled into Ukraine. A lot of people thought they wouldn't do it. Yeah, so just a couple weeks after our last mixed bag show, this, that'll yeah. happen, I guess. Yeah, it feels like eternity now, even I'm more so, I'm sure, for those who are there on the ground. But, uh, yeah, so... Uh, I just started wondering about, and I've thought about this before, like if, and that's why it's easy for me to think about what it was going to be like if war came to Canada someday. You know, everybody's vulnerable in those situations, but the more vulnerable you can be if you can't see, for instance, what is it like to be blind in a war zone? You know, how do, how do you, how do you get away? You know, if you have people who can, you can travel with or whatever, but a lot of people are leaving, you know, so many people have, are refugees now from, from Ukraine in Poland and other surrounding places. They're coming to Canada. They're coming to Ireland and other spots. And, uh, you know, I always just kept thinking, what about blind people in Ukraine? What about people with disabilities? And you don't hear too much about that. No, you don't. In the news and stuff. So Because it's lost in all the Yeah, there's just the so stuff. much so. going on. So I was wondering about them. And so I stumbled across this, this Laurel, Laurel Wheeler Foundation. And it says it, it, it exists to provide in, infer, uh, international relief for the blind and visually impaired through the the gift of technology training and other resources and you know maybe that's not what you think is important at the time but uh you know they are providing braille displays and things i've heard and uh, you know because when some of these refugees even like children who are blind who are going to poland and other places they're offering them technology so they can continue their education and uh, so Laurel Wheeler is visually impaired and uh, currently is a student in the master's program in Russian studies at the University of Helsinki in Finland. And she's also a recent graduate of the University of Oklahoma with a degree in Russian. And she has a passion to see others who are blind or visually impaired be given opportunities to achieve success and live independently and contribute to society. So, yeah, that's laurelwheelerfoundation.org. Yeah, definitely an important organization that helps helps out around the world and, and in this situation. Yeah, not just in Ukraine. Right, it's not just for Ukraine, but obviously right now that's the big concern that they're they're helping out with. And 
just to add to that as well, Kara, you and I also both have uh, have had kidney transplants, and we are on medications for that. And I just wonder what I can't imagine what that would be like, and if we were in Ukraine, and well, yeah, there are medication shortages in some right. parts of the of Ukraine right now. Of course, you know, Russia was driven out of the west and northern part of of, of the country there in Ukraine, but they're apparently making another stand in in the east specifically. And so, yeah, you know, what happens if you can't get your medication? These certain people who were down in their basements for weeks and weeks, or in you know, I'm learning a lot about cities in Ukraine that I wouldn't have heard about otherwise, like Mariupol. And uh, that city has been cut off from the world for weeks, so we don't know what's going on there, but people are hiding out, you know, underground. And, you know, can they get their medications if you have diabetes? Right, well, I heard about, you know, ch- childbirths and stuff like that when they can't get to a mm-hmm. hospital and all these things, so. But also tying into to Ukraine, and this is not a, great reason to have to do this type of a concert but at least maybe something to kind of help help uh not to, i don't know to kind of i don't know how to quite word it but there's a well, benefit concert it's great to see the blindness community it's a good, coming together to support because i keep saying what can i do yeah to what help? can we do to help and they, they'll take donations as well during this concert that we found out about that's coming up this saturday um it's called we're with us and this is a blind perf- no we're with you <laughs> oh we're with you it's confusing. Oh, yeah, it's because Braille, in Braille, <laughs> just to let people know, U stands for the word us on its own. But for some reason, there's not a letter sign here, so I don't I don't know why. To me, it looks yeah. like it could be us. But So for their hashtag and stuff, it's just we're with you, but they don't want to spell out the word Y-O-U, so it's just the, right, the, the letter, letter U. U. So it's confusing. When we read it in Braille, we think us. Yeah, but regardless, so yeah, we're with you, and this is a blind performing artist's virtual benefit concert for blind Ukrainians. And as I said, this is coming up on Saturday, April the 16th, 2 p.m. Eastern. Yeah, I guess the guy who sort of came up with the idea says he's not quite even sure how long it's going to go for. They would they were taking musical submissions until just the other day. And so they're probably organizing that now and, you know, adding up how many they received. And it, I don't, he said it could go six hours or yeah, and I'm, eight. I don't know. I think, you may, I think you told me about this a few weeks ago. And I should have tried to submit something as I am a musician, but I fortunately didn't get around to it, unfortunately. But mm-hmm. would have been neat to hear you on there. But. Yeah, I'm definitely going to listen to as much of the concerts as I can catch on Saturday and I plan to donate as well. They said they'll have a link to donate during the, during the show and there's also a number that you'll be able to call as if you have issues with technology or um, just so anyone can, can uh, help out. So every cent raised will reach organizations assisting blind Ukrainians and they actually partnered with the World Blind Union's Unity Fund for this as well and the World Blind Union something we haven't talked about much on the show and someday we would like to maybe have someone on who's involved with this this World Blind Union a bit more but uh, the World Blind Union is the global organization representing the estimated 253 million persons who are blind or partially sighted worldwide they are working actively with organizations in the area who are providing support to Ukraine with the support you can be sure that a generous donation you make will go to a project that makes a difference and of course that's always people's worry when they donate is this money how what percentage of this money is going is going to go to the cause and so they're trying to yeah it's good to have that statement to <laughs> to clarify all of that and it can it's it's going to be available on a whole bunch of different internet radio stations if you if you just look it up you'll find it but um, the one the one website we found it on specifically is called mushroom fm <laughs> and it's an interesting sort of accessible online radio station um, and you can find it at mushroomfm.com there's an online player there you can listen at 2 p.m. eastern on saturday here 
It actually also、um, is included in Apple Music's radio directories. And it has its own Alexa skill and Google Home action if,、uh, if you use Google Homes or Alexas. And you can even tell Siri to play Mushroom FM on Saturday, and then you will be able to hear this, hear this conference. Concert. <laughs> Concert, jeez. Sorry, sorry, everyone. I'm、uh, you know, trying to get to. Monday morning. Yeah, get back into the week here. But, Kara, we also know somebody who's, who's performing at this、at、show on Saturday. One, at least one person. We might recognize more. Recognizing some more names, we'll see. But.、Uh, Yeah. So Sky Mondell is his name, and we've had him on Outlook. We had him on our 100th episode of Outlook. He plays the piano beautifully, and so he played us a few tunes that day. And, you know, go check us out on any podcast platform you may listen to podcasts on. Check us out.、Uh, you have to search that name or、um, 100th episode, and you'll find it. But he's, he's a brilliant piano player. So looking forward to see what he's submitted for that. Yeah. So definitely look up We're With You. This、uh, benefit concert for Ukraine and、uh, check it out on Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern. So, as I was saying when we, I got that tweet about John, I was heading into London here that day already to hear you perform. Yeah, you've been staying with me all weekend actually after the Saturday morning when you came to, to watch me play with, with my friend Matt. We're in a project called Trusty Fox.、Um, Yeah, so you stayed at my place after and we got a bunch done over the weekend. But yeah, this was nice. So, this was Saturday morning through London Arts Live. It's an organization here that we've been、uh, part of since 2016. We actually auditioned, I believe. It's、yeah. been quite a while now.、Um, both, but, your, both your lives have changed quite a bit since you first auditioned. Yeah, like since then I, had my, I started my music show here at Radio Western and Outlook and got involved with the Canadian Federation of the Blind. So much. Can happen in, in six years, right? And Trusty Fox, the, that, the project has actually been around since 2014, so it's eight years now, so it's going to be 10 years before we know it. And time flies. But so London Arts is a, it's just a great organization here in town that just promotes talent in the community and, and pays artists to perform in, in various locations. And this, in this case, it was the Covent Garden Market, the indoor farmers market upstairs in downtown London here. Uh, so it was really neat to play inside there. We had our kind of own little section, which was nice. And it's, it's nice because it's not a full out concert, right? It's more of just music for the, in the background for people to walk by and stop by for, to listen for a song or two or even just hear、You're、from sitting, a distance. With, sitting with your coffee, taking、yeah. a break, enjoying a bite to eat in, on a Saturday morning. So it was really, it was really neat. It was 9 a.m. to 10 30 on Saturday morning. We went out and played. And、um, I actually ended up wearing my mask still the whole time because I was indoors. I mean, there weren't that many people around and we did have our own air. So I. I would have been safe. I think it was pretty open space. Oh, not yeah. Not super crowded or anything. But yeah, even I had my mask off and drinking coffee. And I、uh, wouldn't have done that if I felt there w a s crowds of people around me because I'm still nervous. Yeah, because I mean, we're in the sixth wave. If you've been paying attention to the news a bit, you will know that cases have been going up a bit again. They, the hospitalizations have been gradually ticking up. Yeah, so. The pandemic is not over, everyone. And just remember that there are people out there like us that, and we're not even, you know, we've heard from, we heard someone on CBC yesterday, I think, Kerr,、yeah. who is even more immunosuppressed than us. Yeah, he's had like a, a cell stem transplant, cell stem transplant. It's a mouthful. Uh, uh, you know, and so in those cases, they totally wipe out your whole immune system to get you ready to, to accept the transplant. And whereas with transplant for kidney, they don't. Maybe right after you're pretty vulnerable, but、uh, yeah, the first 
two or three months, I think they really do warn you to stay away from crowds after a kidney well, transplant. So that's why I'm used to masks in a way. I mean, it doesn't, it's not great. I had it on for quite a while on Saturday there and, you know, it can get annoying. But, you know, back in the 90s, I used to have masks on when I'd be at that on dialysis when the nurses would have to change my dressings. And, and then after transplant, you wear masks. So, you know, masks weren't totally, you know, foreign and unheard of for us back in the day. But yeah. Uh, so we, you got to remember there are vulnerable people out there and mo- most of us and most of you out there, have, I'm sure, have family at least who who have something like that or a friend. And so we have to keep in mind even when the politicians don't, you know, talk about it like we think they should or offer the kind of leadership that explains that to people. We don't want people to forget that totally. You know, I, you know, people want to be, don't want to be reminded of it, but it's uh, the way it is. Yeah, it is what it is. And so... That's uh, but yeah, it was a great show. And yeah, it was nice. Uh, it's just good to we we really do try to balance this show out with some fun stuff and then some more serious, <laughs> difficult stuff. So we we want to mix it up because it's it's a balance. And we talked a lot about burnout and all these things that can happen with with advocacy and just life in general for anyone with Pandemics. the last few years. So the wars and all this all this stuff going on in the world. So mad, mad world. Music is always one of those things that that gets me away. As well as the topic I'll be talking about in the second half. Uh, we're coming up close to 11.30, Care, Did you want to yep. talk a little bit about your writing workshops before we go out to break, Care, Or what do you think? No. No? Not feeling it right now? Okay. Well, well we have so many topics. We yep. Yesterday morning, it was kind of nice. We had the day before to kind of plan together. Normally, we are in. We could call up, but it's a bit different when you're in the same uh, place. Yeah, I'll make a few notes, and you'll make a few notes, and we'll each email the the podcast email, which, you know, then we read it. And But we it was just being in the same place. We were able to coordinate better. So there are things that get put off to the next mix bag. Monday yeah, show. which we plan to do in, in May at some point, probably. But uh, yeah. I guess then, yeah, we will. Go out to break here on Outlook, which you're listening to here on Radio Western or in future as a podcast. And we'll be right back after these ads on Radio Western. Outlook. On Radio Western. Welcome back to Outlook on this Monday morning, April 11th. Or as a podcast later on, you might be listening to us. We're on Radio Western live this morning in the studio with another Mixed Bag Monday episode. Yeah, it's been a while since we've done a live show, so it feels good to kind of be back in the in the studio here. And pre-records are fun too because they have their own pros and cons as their well. Own like vibes, everything does, and yeah, different feel. So both both mediums are are cool by me, but I still love live radio the most. I, I would say. Mm. On to baseball. Yeah. So Tuesday or was it Friday night? Was their opener right or? Yeah, I mean, the opening baseball day was actually Thursday, but the team that I cheer for the most, the Toronto Blue Jays, their right, right. their opener was Friday evening. Okay. And, um, yeah, so I've been into baseball, I guess, since about 2014 is when I really got into it. I uh, It's one of those topics that's come up on the show a couple of times. I think in the past, I... Um, Brian was all one note, speaking of music. Music, music, and... Yeah, it was all music for me growing up and always listening to music and, you know, my dad and, and brother pretty big into sports and stuff like that but I just never had that bond with them because I just didn't care I was like yeah sports whatever it's not really accessible maybe or yeah but I think eventually I got to a point where I was like I gotta try and I'm getting older I'm trying to diversify your yeah, interests exactly well put care. so got into baseball got my brother to he's really good at describing things that we've mentioned before so he described it to me even before 2014 when I still lived in Toronto and uh, then we went to a couple Jays games in Toronto, and he was really good at describing that. But I really got into it most when I just 
it was when I was on my break from Fanshawe after general arts before music industry arts where I just turned on a game one night and uh, on the radio it's really great because you can really follow they're really good at explaining what's happening the TV's not too bad if if I'm with people and they're watching the TV broadcast I can still follow along more or less but in a pinch but it's not nearly as good in a pinch is that a base if, if you have to what I'm saying oh. is you could watch it on TV right. is that a baseball term a pinch hit a, um, yeah, pinch hitter. Yeah. Pinch hitter. <laughs> um, but anyway, sorry, you kind of <laughs> came out of nowhere. I was like, oh. Uh, um, I like making those connections. Yeah, so anyway, I, I just kind of started listening and really really got into it for a few years there. And then I kind of fell off a bit the last few years, just so well, much going when on. When they don't do well, maybe, or you know, by the end of a season, if they're struggling, you're kind of like, what's the... <laughs> it's it's hard, hard to... Not so fun anymore. It's hard to always follow a team, yeah, when they're, when they're not doing as well. But um, anyway, so the last... Last year I got into it a little bit, and then they were so close to getting into the postseason and everything, but they didn't quite make it last year. Um, but I also have been getting into fantasy sports, so this is all tying together here. Uh, actually, last winter, out of the blue, my friend was like, I'm in a fantasy hockey league, and, and one of the guys dropped out. Would you be interested in joining? And again, I'd heard of fantasy sports before, but never knew anything about really what it was and how it worked. So I was kind of unsure, because hockey is another one that my brother Paul or our brother, I guess, as care as we are siblings. Our brother Paul explained hockey to me as well, but it's a little bit harder to follow because there's so much action. And unless you know all the players' names, that helps. But even then, there's just so much going on, whereas baseball's a lot slower. Um, and so it is a little bit easier to understand, I find. But I figured fantasy sports, it's a lot of it's about stats, and you know how much I love math. I do. So I... Th- my friend was like, oh, you don't really need to know hockey that well to do it. So it has been fun, and actually that's rounding out here. I'm actually made it to the semifinals this week somehow. Well, you're also like, it. you also do like compete, like you, you can be competitive. It gives you Yeah, it's fun. It's just fun with friends. And I'm up this week. Uh, I'm still winning. I'm we, second. Uh, we all put in $20 for the, for, for the fantasy hockey and the baseball league that I'm in now as well. So it's nothing major. It's just more for fun, but it's fun to put a 20 bucks in just to have a little bit on the line there. So the hockey one was fun, and I made it to the semifinals here. So we'll see. I'll maybe at least make it in the pot? second place, if not first. But uh, so anyway, I've been finishing that. But then a couple weeks, a few weeks ago now, my brother reached out and said, "Would you be interested in joining a fantasy baseball league?" And baseball is a sport I understand a lot more than hockey. So I was like, eh, "Sure, why not?" <laughs> and uh, so we actually joined. I actually joined two leagues. One is a free Yahoo league, and and uh, just with some strangers actually my brother also joined that one so we are I know him but everyone else in that one we don't know but then we started our own 10 10 member head to head categories league and there's different formats you can play in but ours is a head to head categories one and what's your name everybody picked a name right yeah you can pick a name for your team right if you want I think by default they pick like sort of generic names it was like Brian's brilliant team or something, but that's I wasn't gonna stick with that. So you change your name, and so I called my name after my uh, my team after my music show on Fridays, which is also a baseball term, Gin Music, and that's what that's what I named my show after because I love baseball. What did you call it then? But the team is called Gin Music Champs. Champs. So, yeah. so hopefully I uh, I am. Some, What's Paul's again? A champ. Our brother. That's- I've been cut already. So <laughs> the whole team theme because the name of the league of ours actually I may have to look up the exact name of the league now because I'm, I'm blanking on air but um, it's based off of this this movie Major League from 1989 a movie I haven't seen but I probably should now that uh, our league is themed after it <laughs> um, but yeah his team is a reference from that movie I guess I've been cut already as a question a question mark um, let's see 
I was going to see what our what our league is called here, um, just for the for the listeners' interest here. But uh, it's just been nice to see Brian. Oh, it's it's very bad to steal Jobus rum. So I don't know. That must be some reference from Major League. Maybe someone listening out there has watched that movie. That's pretty. It's a pretty movie. big movie. So you, somebody out there probably has, or listening later as a podcast might know it. Um, so yeah, it's an interesting theme in the league, and <laughs> so that just started on uh, on Friday, and a lot of fun listening to the games. And for anyone listening that does want audio for these games, MLB, the Major League Baseball, does have an audio package. It's only twenty dollars for the entire season, and you get streams for all of the games. And because a lot of times those streams are blanked out online because they are owned and there's different licensing and all these kind of issues. Yeah. It was fun over the weekend. You put on a few other t- games after the Jays played. I think they won two out of three from that. Yeah, the Friday night game, just briefly mentioning how you weren't there for that one because you didn't no. come until Saturday. But it was a pretty amazing home opener for anyone who saw it. They uh, And it was their first time playing a home they opener rally- for so it, long. They rallied? The, some of the pandemic, yeah. They rallied back because they, they were losing 7 to nothing, and then they ended up winning it 10 to 8. It was like midway through the game, it was like, yeah, there, there's no way. And like, you know, probably so many people turned away or whatever, and I almost did, but I Ain't stuck it out. till it's over. I stuck it out, and, and they, they pulled it off. So pretty impressive game to, to open up the season. But I thought I'd talk briefly about fantasy and how accessibility it is for me being blind. Someone might wonder, how would you play fantasy sports if you're blind? Um... And uh, so, yeah, it's it was an interesting process. So I got the Yahoo. That's there's different uh, networks you can play fantasy with, but Yahoo is I think probably the biggest. I think there might be some ESPN ones or something else, but Yahoo's the big one that that we play. So I got their fantasy app on my phone, and I had it since since the hockey in in the winter when I joined that fantasy league. But this time I for the hockey one I joined later, so I wasn't there for the draft, and that's where you you draft your players for your team. So. This time I was there for the draft, so I was a little bit nervous of how was, how was the draft going to work? Was that going to be as accessible? Because I was used to the app and I knew how to, you know, take pen- players off the bench and, and switch up my lineups and all this kind of stuff. But the draft is a different type of thing because it's in the moment and it's live. And then when your time runs out for your pick, it just auto drafts if you don't pick in time. So my brother definitely suggested, like, before we do our actual live draft, you should practice. They have in the app what are called mock drafts where... People can just join, and then at a certain amount of time, when there's enough people in the in the draft, it starts, and it's just a way to practice drafting and picking different players to see what your team looks like. Um, so that was interesting. It was a learning process for sure. I actually did thirty or thirty-one, I think, mock drafts to prepare because I wanted to be ready. Brian and likes to be prepared. I also just find it found it fun because you're mm-hmm. playing, and then you got a little grade after. It just it's all based on rankings, and things can change, but it's. You'd get a grade based on the strengths and weaknesses of your team, and they'd give you what the, some of the strengths and weaknesses are, and you get a B plus, or I think the first while I was getting Bs, and I got a couple Ds, and I was like, ah. But then I ended up getting a couple Ads eventually, and it was just it was a lot of fun. But the draft was a it was a little tricky at first because on our phones we use VoiceOver, which is the screen reader built in with Apple products. Yeah, all Apple products. Anyone can can use it. Uh, if they have an iPhone, and there's all those screen readers for Android and other phones as well. But mm-hmm. so yeah, the screen reader was reading out as I was like searching for my for when my turn came up, so I knew what players I could pick. It was reading out each person that was in the league and who they picked, and then they'd be like, "You're up in five turns," and it sort of threw me off because I'd be listening to it reading, a, looking through players' names, and then it would interrupt with this other info. And I was like, "Is there no way to shut off some of these notifications?" I couldn't quite figure it out how to shut them off, but I 
the more I did it, I got more and more used to it. And I actually I sped up my phone because I was like, maybe if I speed up the voice, it'll be faster to, to select through things and do things. Hmm. Um, so that helped quite a bit. And also just practice. Practice was a big thing. Yeah. Because the first while I did, I couldn't always get my picks in in time. And then it would auto-draft someone. I was like, that's not who I wanted. I already <laughs> have enough pitchers. I want a, a first baseman right now or a outfielder or whatever it may be. So there were so many things like that. The other, other thing was the, the uh, mock drafts were 30 seconds to pick, Ooh. whereas the live draft was a minute. So it gave you a bit more time in the live draft, which did help. 30 seconds. I don't a, like pressure. Like yeah, that. 30 seconds was a little tight. And I actually think I saw later in the league settings, I'm actually the co-commissioner. My brother's the commissioner, but um, I actually saw in the settings that there was a time, I think you could maybe ch- set how much time you give someone to pick for a draft. Generally, people don't have that much time, right? Because it keeps the thing moving along. You don't want to be sitting there for five minutes making your pick. Okay. I don't know. It reminded um, me of websites where when you're trying to put it inter- enter all your information, and like, you have eight more minutes. Right. Like, don't do that. And all the players are ranked, so you're not, especially near the beginning, you're not going too far down the list, so it's not too hard. Like, you don't need to search too much. And the thing is, like, after your turn, you can start adding players to your queue, it's called, that you might want for your next turn. But in between your fir- your turn and your next turn, someone else might take those players. So you have to be prepared that, oh, they might be gone by the time it's my turn. So who else could I pick? Or what, what are my backup options if this one's not available? So it was a lot of sort of prep and, and all this to do it. and Trial and error? Yeah, exactly, and figuring out kind of what worked. I actually tried it on the website as well because a lot of people might use the website instead of their their iPhone if they find it's just having a computer screen if you can see or but I found with with the computer and it also could be my computer needs updating but Mm -hmm. I tried it in Safari on my Mac and I also tried it in Google Chrome but it just it was clunkier on the website and it kept jumping me around in different spots and well yeah there are certain things that I prefer doing on my laptop and there's certain things I prefer doing on my phone just for ease and and another thing that you could see on the computer that my brother actually helped I called <laughs> called him a couple of times during his lunch break and we did a few mock drafts <laughs> together well it was his lunch break um, and uh, we also joined that that free Yahoo league together as well which was an actual live draft we got to do before the the other league we were in so there's a lot of information as you could tell Gary all the weekend yeah, it's I wouldn't like shut up it's about it it's like you're speaking Greek to me but it's <laughs> nice to see that you found something else you can be interested in. yeah it's good to have find some distractions and something to do with your brother everything and- going on um, but the thing was on the screen my brother could see there's like a it's like a table or a graph to show your team and who you've picked so far to see what categories mm-hmm. you're low in so when you pick your next player you might be able to find someone that has more you know hits or home runs or whatever if that's a category you're low in but I couldn't see this this graph wasn't available in the app so there's certain benefits mm. if you could see maybe but not even not even everyone who can see knows about that graph he was saying like if you don't oh. if you're not as familiar with fantasy there's so many different levels of this these types of things and you said there's podcasts of course these days with podcasts there's even podcasts about fantasy sports so yeah so I was listening to that a bit just to get a bit of an idea and then I joined a Facebook group so just so many <laughs> ways opportunities now to learn but i wonder out there are there other blind fantasy players like there's got to be obviously there's blind people do anything well, there's another so blind, many things. a friend of ours eric who's blind who's trying to yeah, i invited him into this this league yeah but he'd never played fantasy before now so no, i just i just I wonder how accessible he'll find it but yeah if there's anybody listening who's blind and is part of a fantasy hockey or baseball team or whatever send us an email yeah outlook on radio western at gmail.com brian would love to have a conversation about this or if you are blind and haven't ever played fantasy and want to yeah. i would love to uh give you some tips so you can always reach out Mm-hmm. Outlook on Radio Western at gmail.com. 
And uh, yeah, so that's been a lot of fun, and it's just starting the baseball season, and it's baseball's so long, right? There's 162 games in the season, so it's 24 weeks, I think. It's, uh, it's but overall, wild. it's more accessible than a lot of things are, still are, you think? What do you mean? Uh, I think fantasy sports, the apps you use. I think most of the app, a lot of apps I use are pretty accessible, mm-hmm. I find. Yeah, good. Well, you know, it sounds like you're doing pretty good, so it sounds like it must be. Yeah, no, it's been uh, it's, it's, a, it's a lot of fun, and it is nice that it has been quite accessible. Not so much in the computer. I'm not sure what's up with that. If it is an update thing, or if it's just the website's just a bit bigger and so much information, it might just be mm-hmm. a lot more to handle. Um, but the the phone worked pretty well, and yeah, you know, you can you can filter. So if you're looking for a certain position, you can filter out the list to only show pictures or only show this. So mm-hmm. there's different things you learn the more you practice with the app, which is it's really good. Like if I hadn't done any mock drafts and I just went that day, and that's just it. Like even if you can see, it's good you do some mock drafts. Like, I think our brother Care did more than me. I think he maybe did, like, 40, because he loves he loved doing them, too. <laughs> it's just fun. But, uh, you know, even if you can see, it's good to practice. But especially if you can't, you really got to be prepared. And that goes for so many things in life. It's even, like, traveling we talk about, right? When you go... There's even extra, just, often extra time or, or, or practice needed for things. Yeah. Adaptabilities and things. And it's just that things take a bit more. But whereas once you do them, like next year when we have this, I'm familiar with it now, so I won't have to do the same prep. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's been my new thing that I've been really obsessed with, along with, still with music, of course, and this show last last weekend, played downtown. And yeah, so that's our fun sort of portion here. And now we're going to get back to something a little more. We got about 15 minutes left here, so we're going to go. Yeah, I say we kind of. Tackle this other. Tackle one more topic on our list and save the rest for next month's mix bag. But if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Outlook here on Radio Western. Outlook on Radio Western with Brian and I, co-hosts. Siblings and blind siblings. You can find us also on all podcast services, Outlook on Radio Western. Though actually I shouldn't say all because... <laughs> we're on more and more all the time. Yeah, we're on, we're on Apple and Spotify and TuneIn Radio and Stitcher and SoundCloud, which isn't as much a podcast it, they have podcasts but it's not a subscription well I don't know it is it's just not quite the same as the other ones anyway if, if there is a podcast service we're not on that you, you want us to be on also reach out at lookonradiowestern at gmail.com and I'll make sure I uh, get our RSS feed sent out and get up on that service as well mm-hmm. but yeah let's end off on something we came across <laughs> on Facebook the other day Yeah, I'm That's calling right. it the well I had another word the great cell phone grab of 2022 <laughs> Right. <laughs> Which Brian's make that sounds it actually sounds like a good thing. I'm like, well, I know I, you're trying to get people's attention to be like, yeah. oh, maybe I'll tune in this morning. And- Facebook grab, phone grab, <laughs> cell phone grab. <laughs> anyway, I will sum up the story. Uh, we read a lot of other blind people's experiences on Facebook. That's the good thing about networking and, and making connections. But um, this this woman, um, I lost my place. Sorry, bro. Joe Elizabeth Pinto. Yeah, is, so is we have- her name. We don't know. We don't know her personally. We've never met her. But I don't know who somebody, a couple of people shared it, I guess, on your yeah, Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, her name is Jo Elizabeth Pinto. And uh, so she was uh, at a trampoline park the other day, one of those indoor This was in centers. the U.S., right? Was it? or Somewhere you know? in the U.S. Yeah, somewhere in the U.S. But we have them in Canada. Right. Anyway, she took her 14-year-old daughter to an indoor adventure park or whatever they're called with, you know, zip lines and climbing rock walls and uh, trampolines. And uh, so she was just with her guide dog at the in the parents' area, just wait, w- you know, sitting with the, some other parents. And she wanted to sign up onto the facility's Wi-Fi. And she tried with her iPhone. I, well, I think it's an iPhone. Anyway, her cell phone, and she couldn't. 
And she didn't know the password. Yeah, she couldn't know the. She didn't know the password. And and there's one way around this: is that before you go, you could try and look it up on the website of of the place. But she didn't. Think it sounds that, like she didn't probably have data on her phone. Maybe like you know, I I try to have data on my phone just in case I am in a situation yeah. where I need to look something up. But it's hard always to sometimes get that, and depending what area you're in, or well, maybe. that's the thing about disability. Also, is that you know you do have to kind of think ahead often, and you know, yeah, a bit more planning. planning. Sometimes you can't be quite as spontaneous as as mm. maybe someone who can see would be. So she's just sitting there with her guide dog, and uh, so she called to get some help from somebody who worked there, and first a young employee came up to try and help, and this young girl was helping, but she just grabbed her cell phone away from her. Yeah, she 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 pretty much asked, I just need to know what the, the Wi-Fi password is. Yeah, just tell me what it is, and I can enter I it. I can enter it in my phone, it's but my this, own phone. this person just took, this young person that she uh, was asking, just took her phone from her, and it's like... Here, okay, I'll type it in for you. And then, of course, with uh, with like we said, with our iPhones, we have this voiceover on. And then we also have our screens off because there's something called a screen curtain on uh, <laughs> on iPhones anyway. Um, I'm sure other phones have different uh, ways to blank out the screen. But this for us, we don't need our screens, right? Because it talks to us and uh, saves it saves power. Power, so... So we often have that awe, you know, the screen curtain on. So, so often I'll hand it to someone who knows me and, and can, is sort of expecting it. And all of a sudden the, vo- the voice will just ramble if I haven't turned it off and there's no screen. And they're like, wait, I can't What's use What's going this. on here? Yeah. So if the person doesn't know you and they grab your cell phone, so th- often you'll get the reaction like, whoa, I can't, what's going on here? And what kind of phone is this? Anyway, this young girl couldn't figure it out. And so, you know, Joe Elizabeth Pinto kept saying, Give me back my phone, please. Give me back my I can type it. I'll type it in. Please tell me what my fa- the password is. I'll type it in my own phone. Please give me back my phone. Anyway, the girl wouldn't. She's just like, no, no, I'll get my manager. And so the manager comes up. And he had even oh. worse people skills than this employee. And so you can kind of forgive a young person. Yeah, she, this, their first job. Joe Elizabeth maybe. Pinto in the Post even said, like, I, you know, and again, this is the whole thing that we're not trying to, <laughs> it's, it's a whole way of sort of handling these situations. But at the same point, it doesn't mean these other people also aren't. There's some responsibility you have to take as a manager not to treat people at your in your facility like this. Like you can't, you wouldn't do this to someone who can see. Grab their phone away from them and and do that. And sometimes it just seems like there's people don't feel these boundaries. And you know we can say they're oh people are just trying to help and all this, but how far can you take? You can't keep just using that as an excuse. Eventually, you have to sort of speak up. But anyway, continue. Please please listen to me when I'm telling you what what I need you to do to help me. Right. That's all we need. It's not angry. It's just, it's frustrating over time because it just still happens quite a bit and it's just like... Yeah. Anyway, she she had this whole long post describing the situation and uh, we just tried to... Yeah, so the manager still was, you know, still insisting, but eventually... Well, they were just like, wait, what is this? Kind, what kind of phone is this? This is quite an amazing phone. It's like, well. Yeah, didn't that manager, didn't they say something about like, oh, this must be some old school phone or something? No, it's just a phone like anyone yeah, else. Yeah, this is just a new phone. This is just a regular phone like anyone can use. It but just then uh, but then they finally did get it back. She did probably eventually get it back and she managed to, to use it and they watched her be in amazement, which this is okay, right? We understand people don't often see a blind person and how they might use your iPhone, but that's why a lot of blind people get accused of not of maybe faking it because sighted people see you out with your phone and they see you using it and they think, well, how are you doing that if you can't see? 
And if you just talk to us and learn about how we use a cell phone, you, you, it will be interesting, and that's that's fine. But it's just they walked away, exclaiming, "Wow, that's amazing!" Such amazement, and then they kind of made it like, "What else can we help you with? Anything else we can do?" And they're like, "No, no, I'm fine. I just wanted this password. Like this could have been done, you know, like 20 minutes ago instead well, of calling the manager and making whole production." And then when you you're just sitting there and you feel like this, it's a whole spectacle, and all you wanted was a little password to. This mother just wanted to take her 14 year old daughter out for the day to burn off some energy you know have some fun she didn't want it to become a whole thing and then people are outraged for her rightfully but they're like well yeah you report them but it's like well maybe I want to take my daughter back there and I don't want to make a stink yeah so I it's a really wanna... tough balance because you don't yeah you don't want to you appreciate the facility and all this but the manager it just shows that there needs to be more training and more discussion about this stuff at, at places at co- yeah. businesses because it's that manager was not a very good people person no that is not that is not proper at all anyway, so, so she had a quote that, yeah uh, we didn't we're not including her whole post but we just wanted to read one we'll share, line of it we should share the post on on our outlook page on facebook i would say are you okay to do that care yeah i'll do that later later today so if you find us on facebook.com slash outlook on radio western you can you can see the post there here's a quote about why this is a problem my blind and disabled friends will understand why my head hurts and my acid reflux is going cr- crazy tonight but i want my sighted and non-disabled friends and peers to think, to take this in, to really see the impact of infantilization and low standards and how these attitudes, conscious or unconscious, lead to abysmal employment rates, discrimination in housing and education, and so many other barriers for people with disabilities in society. And that's just it. That that quote really sums up this whole idea that if still a lot of sighted people are fascinated like how can you even use a phone like or I think the example I sometimes would give is you know when you're when you get into it occasionally we've gotten into an Uber or a cab in the past they're like wow you're so good you found the door and it's just like I get it that people don't see something as the see blind people that much so I can see that point but it's also like how are we ever going to be taken seriously and how's the employment rate for blind people ever going to increase in society and all of these things if People are just amazed that we can even walk outside our door or find a car door or enter a password into a cell phone. It's just, <laughs> sometimes it feels like it's a endless sort of battle and I don't know. Yeah, well, this stuff moves glacially sometimes, which is fast or slow depending on how you look at it. But And that's the thing. That's the work that John Ray, who we talked about at the beginning of Outlook today, you know, he saw it over 40 years or more that this stuff doesn't happen overnight. But we can't keep saying that and using that as an excuse to not expect everybody to just try a little harder. <laughs> and that's also exactly why we do want to do this show. One of the main reasons is just to really keep talking about this stuff. And it is good to see. It's getting it's being talked about more and more. And there's more and more podcasts and well, like Alexa, the media. Alexa and- was saying last week, right? It's like you know, buzzwords, you know, disability, diversity, inclusion, equity. Even 10 years ago, these just weren't talked about the same as they are now. So, But we don't want it just to be a surface thing, just sort of a buzzword. And th- we want this to right. actually have some real effects and real noticeable change for people like us who are just trying to get through life like anyone else. And, you know, we're, we're just trying to get, <laughs> trying to get by. But it is funny, you know, to be in public using your iPhone, I will have voice o- on my voice over sometimes, but you know, you, sometimes you have a headphone in because you don't want it 
rambling if you're in public. But uh, I know sometimes when you're on the air, specifically, I think on your music show, occasionally your voiceover will come on for a second. A couple times it has, because sometimes it just... I always shut the speech off because I'm using my Braille display here as I am now. And if you if you listen now, like if I press a, it's an M in Braille along with the space bar on my Braille display, it turns the speech back on. Speech on. So speech on, it said really fast, and I'll turn it off again. Speech off. But occasionally I end up, I'm typing really fast or something during my show, and it'll accidentally press the space with the M. <laughs> if a word ends with an M and then I press the space bar. Problem. Sometimes, yeah, they kind of hit too close together and it makes it what they call an M chord and that unmutes the speech. I'm like, oh, I'm in the middle of a song here. I didn't want to have voice talk over, but it's not a huge I'll deal. be at home and I'll be listening to your show and it'll come on, I'll just smile. A lot of people who never really heard that stuff probably might not even think of it depending it on the song. Could be part of the song. Yeah, it depends. But, uh, Some electronic mu- electronic music might have. For me, being a perfectionist and also just music in general, I don't like interrupting music I enjoy. It bothers me, but it's not a big deal in the grand scheme of... It's better than, you know, having someone snatch my cell phone for me and <laughs> all that kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah. Please give me back my property. <laughs> but, yeah. So, you know, we're trying to explain how we use cell phones. We're happy to talk about that um, if you don't grab our phone without our consent. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know, Care. We have had a few more topics on the list. We have a couple minutes yeah. left. No, I think we're just going to sum up a few of the things we started the show with. A few yeah, links for sure. A good way to kind of check out. We will. We always carry over some of our topics to our next mix. Yeah, there's so much, and we don't want to overload with all this information either. There's some image description stuff in this, these courses you've been taking, these writing stuff so that we're going to definitely talk about in future as well because image description is a huge thing on Facebook. That uh, and all, all text, image not just Facebook, any social media or any images anywhere. Yeah, just helps, I got lots so. of examples for our next mix bag. But yeah, the problem with mix bag shows is that you can talk about so many things in one episode that listeners might be like, whoa. That was a whirlwind. What did I just hear? But it's good to have a... There's a lot to talk about. There's always more to talk about. Well, so. it's like the news. They'll just go through all the things in the news. Multiple yeah. things. But yeah, so again, R.I.P. John Ray. Yeah, it's just a, such a... It even just hits even harder because we didn't even really like know him a year ago at this point. But you know, we just had him on our show so recently, and he was sending so many links, and it we just... We would have liked to have him on again someday. Yeah, that's just it. It was... At least we had him on that time. I'm really glad, and he seemed really like, eager to come on the show and, and speak out, as he always has been a, a outspoken person. So, yeah, rest in peace, John. And then also the the, the big concert, Care, on, coming up on Saturday. Yeah, uh, you can check out mushroomfm.com yeah. to follow the show. Uh, it'll be available in other places, but that will direct you to other places. You can also ask Siri or Google Home or Alexa to play Mushroom FM. That's this Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern for the We're With You <laughs> Blind Performing Artist Virtual Benefit Concert for Blind Ukrainians. So we're wishing everybody, obviously everywhere out there today and in Ukraine, all the best with that stuff, and uh, I believe, um, you know, there's a lot of refugees that are coming to Canada, and I'm sure there's people with disabilities amongst them, and we just got to try and make them feel welcome, as welcome as we can, because, you know, imagine what it's like to leave your home. Yeah. But yeah, the, it's a positive thing, the show coming up on Saturday, on the uh, 16th of April. Yeah, for an awful situation that's going on, this is at least something that we can do to, to help out the best we can, so. We're with you. Yes, we are with you, Ukraine, so. All right. Well, that pretty much does it for this it. week. All right. Yeah, we'll be back next Monday, though it'll be a pre-record. We already have in, in the books at home. I got to edit this week, so we'll hear that next week. See you then. Have a good week. Send us an email. 
Outlook on RadioWestern at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at OutlookCFB. And on Facebook, facebook.com slash Outlook on Radio Western. 